Under a moon bright as a child's eyes, we ramble the night away, beats and all. On a dark wooded trail, amped twangs sound from a man crowned with shadow. Fresh surroundings on a city mind have me lost like a kid, and in the land of refugees I'm at home in the cover of dark brush. To satisfaction I stroll, here I go. So we sit, scoring marks into the wall of time imprisoning life, philosophizing on a way to add up the numbers and knock down the tower, clock that looms above, chiding us to commit to a shackle of false pretense. But it's plain and simple. The heartbeat roars in our ears. It pounds in our pulses and whisks us away, a rainbow cascading into a sky bound only with clouds bright with the light of righteousness. We are reborn as one a billion times over. We're gonna burn the beauty of this world into our souls. We're gonna burn the beauty of this world into our souls. So when we go, there's nothing left to do except explode. So when we go, there's nothing left to do except explode. Shrapnel of love is raining down on everyone. Shrapnel of love is raining down on everyone. So we say, so we say, some may have their heaven at the end. We'll take ours now. Some may have their heaven at the end, we'll take ours now. <coughs> you got that? Okay, it's like, we're gonna burn the beauty of this world into our souls, so when we go, there's nothing left to do except explode. Shrapnel of love is raining down on everyone, so we say, some may have their heaven at the end, we'll take ours now. And if you just get the we'll take ours now, just like really take that we'll take ours now, okay? And then, um, and so the uh, the other sing-along part is very easy. It goes like this. You ready? It's like la da 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 da, la da 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 da, la da da da, da la da 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 da, just like that. La da 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 da, la da 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 da, la da da da, da la da da. One more time. We'll do it twice. La da 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 da. La da 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 da, la da da da, da. You can't start the song until everyone's doing it. So. La da da da, la da da da, da la da da da, da la. Okay, now just me. Here we go. Maybe you are blind and cannot see the sky burst into flames at sunset, but that don't mean that I. Going to close my eyes just because one can see it instead. I'm gonna soak it in until I choke. I'm gonna hear my ears deaf because we have been forewarned as soon as we are born that there is not much time left. We're gonna burn. We're gonna burn the beauty of this world into our souls So when we go, there's nothing left to do except explode Shrapnel of love is raining down on everyone So we say, some may have their heaven at the end We'll take ours now 
basement clerk with only lunch time, son. Shine, saving up your common sense for retirement before you reach your dead line. Do what you gotta do. Every day's a deja vu in 40 years. You will be free. Look me up when you are done. I'll be somewhere in the sun. We'll sail across the Dead Sea. We're gonna burn the beauty of this world into our souls. So when we go, there's nothing left to do except explode <laughs> shrapnel. Of love is raining down on everyone. So we say, some may have their heaven at the end. We'll take ours
There once was a rainbow tarper who would only hang them real proper. One day in the rain, to their moist disdain, lack of rope became a showstopper. Limerick by James. And thanks again for tuning in to the A-side of Totally High Holy Rainbow Colored Spirit Hawk of Awakened Manifestation, Part 8. Twinkle Twist Tenali here, holding down the camp. Visit either soundsfromtherainbow.org or muddybootsradio.org for a playlist as well as previous episodes in the Rainbow Field Recording series. All right. Be sure to check out the B-side. See you there. Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders, board games all over the walls, trivia on Mondays, taco Tuesdays, first Wednesday live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties, food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientofm.com. Come take a seat. Share and not go well. actively invest in our local arts and music scene to give space for artists. Actively pursue underserved communities of our space. We are an awesome supporter of the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting an incredible offside show. Wednesday, March 4th, 
9 to 11 p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to 3154 Fisher Street at Cesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at 2 p.m. Incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. Here with a very special podcast with Christine Bell. It's Kissing Music. You know what time it is. Time for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 special edition. Special, special edition here. Um, there are some who call me Tim. Some who call me Tim. Show where we talk about what people believe in, what keeps them from killing themselves. Just kidding. No, what what keeps people alive and their beliefs, where they came from, and all that kind of stuff. Coming out of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, searching for the Holy Grail, they come across sorcerer. There are some who call me Tim. Tim. That's a meaning of life. Constant, wonderful, and here we are today with Reality Hello. out of Portland, Oregon. Hello, I heard you in here talking to yourself. Yeah, I was. I was taking artistic pictures of your of your entrance to Mutiny Radio oh. for posting on Instagram later. Oh. Support, yes, support, please. The support. Hashtag MCRF five Mutiny Radio Comedy Fest. Absolutely, I don't understand any of the platforms, but I know that they're. <laughs> they mean they, something. They, there's a belief system there, and I uh, I should believe in it. Know that I do. So usually I have people turn around and okay. look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, <laughs> and I <laughs> ask you, do you believe in Jesus? I do not. He never lived. He never walked the earth. He isn't the son of God. No. All just a big old story. All just a big old story. Just one of many. Made up by... Humans, for their purposes and needs, to find a way not to kill themselves every day. Ah, so you don't subscribe to this external morality kind of thing? No. How do you not kill people every day if no one tells you what's right and wrong? I have no desire to kill people. I kill as much as I like every day. Yeah? Yep. All right. I I think uh, Penn Teller, Penn and Teller, um, Penn of Penn and Teller, no. Yes, the tall one. The uh-huh, tall one uh-huh. that talks. Sure. I think that's Penn, is the one who says that uh, somebody had asked him, like, if he doesn't believe in a God, then how does he not keep from raping? And he's like, I rape as much as I want to every yeah. day. <laughs> that's With zero yeah. raping. Yeah, exactly. Aaron Atkins just joining us. Uh-oh. Aaron talk- Atkins. Here we are, and some call me Tim. No, the other, this, this, do this one. Oh, you gotta, this is a better he knows mic. he's been here before. Uh, Aaron Atkins, Hello, look, deep, look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus behind you. Do you believe in Jesus? Not as a deity, but as a person, yeah. Oh, okay. So he did walk the earth. April says no walking the earth. Never yeah, existed. Nah. Not a real guy. I nah. believe that, too. I, believe that. I just give him the benefit of the fact that he was at least real. But 
definitely not magical. It's just, it's the human need to be tribal, and it's easier to keep, I think, people kind of in line with things, give them something to work towards, and explain mysteries of life kind of all in one convenient package. Jesus is a nice convenient package. Yeah, it's yeah. the current one, and it's, it seems to be losing hold. You know, <laughs> who knows what the next one's going to be. Yeah. Well, that's what we were saying yesterday, is that religion just provides, like, meaning for people. You yeah. Need, you need that meaning, you know? Otherwise, you're lost without it. Uh, yeah, what is your, so, and that's the thing. It's, well, so this is funny. I grew up so Christian, and I used to watch movies, and if there was no God component, I'd, like, look up at my parents. I don't understand this movie. How are they living without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Like, so how weird. are they even <laughs> finding any meaning? Or they have never mentioned him, not even once. How can this even be a story? Who are these characters? <laughs> that's bizarre. Because I was <laughs> so, bizarre. like, yeah, sheltered and yeah. weird about just because my whole life is surrounded around this relationship with Jesus Christ, it was hard for me to imagine that people would live life without that. Crazy. Yeah, well, and for, for me growing up, it was like, um, you know, like my, I remember my neighbors went to church all the time. Like the mom, the dad, and the two sons went to church all the time. And all my brothers and sisters always went to church with them. So by proxy, I went as well. How did you know they were going to church? Because they dressed up? I yeah. Mean, they were all just leaving the house as a group. They could have been going to Denny's. It, no, well, they were all leaving the house Denny's. as a group. They were all going to the same place. Okay. I know because I went with them. Okay, okay. And um, it was one of those things, like, I would sit back and I would watch how people would, like, put their hands up in the air and the swang back and forth. You could tell there was some feeling there. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was missing out on something. Like, I never... I just never got that. You and never got like, the community. feels from Jesus. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, what is that? And so I, I was telling you earlier about the uh, paint can bead theory. Mm -hmm. um, this is not mine. This is from a, a gentleman named Vashon Bench, mm -hmm. so just to be clear. But basically he said that he, he is, his atheism is kind of like paint can beads uh, that are in a paint can. That he, he had the super religious, he had like an Episcopal dad preacher dad who was like snake that snakes and tongues and all that mm -hmm. and he says like all the pain is out of the paint can like the religion he does not believe in he's solidly an atheist but those paint cans and beads are still in there and every once in a while you know in the middle of the night you're laying there and they'll shake around and oh you mean like yeah. in a spray can yeah yeah oh so yeah that's that's a great little image yeah, that's the leftover part of that, and that's what wakes you up in the middle right, of the night. You've taken all the nitrous yes. out of the exactly. Right. <laughs> you okay. used all the huffing agents right. out of the spray paint can, exactly. and what's left is that. Yeah, I get that. And that is the bead of religion that sticks that with sticks you. Sticks with you, but I've never had that. You never had never. the bead. Never had How it. How do you find spirituality now, not through I Christianity? Don't. I don't. I don't know what that means. Spirituality, like, you know, your connection to, like, a higher being or, like, the yeah. things around you in a metaphysical way? Mm. Not at all. No, I have no idea what that means. Mm. Yeah, I've never felt that. Like, I was sent to church early. Like, when my, I had an uncle die, and I was at the church, and everybody started saying the Lord's Prayer. And um, my sister looked at me, and she, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know it. And I was, <laughs> me either. I was just kind of going, mm-hmm, 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 mm Yeah, and my sister was, you don't know the Lord's Prayer. And I'm like, oh, I never felt necessary to. Are you a science girl then? Are you all about science? Well, no, because I was raised in the South and girls are taught to be stupid. Ah. So I, was, I got none of that. So to, 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 to backtrack, when you were in church with all those people and they're all singing things at the same time, 
didn't feel the feelings. Mm-mm. Like, I just think I was that, embarrassed. But if there's 400 people and they're all singing the same song at the same time, there is something there. It's like being at a concert or something where you have this right. communal feeling because everyone's sort of experiencing the same thing at the same time, and there's this external, like, what is that? And I think some people call it God, but it could just be everybody's singing the same note at the same time. Everyone's just, everyone just mean, vibing. It's the shared it's energy. They're just vibing. I was always um, embarrassed. Yeah. I always remember standing back and being embarrassed and, and like, what curious, like, what are these people doing? Like, yeah. if, if I don't feel it, what, what bullshit are they? They're lying. Well, yeah, and, yeah. and they might be. Pentecostals believe that you don't truly become a Christian the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes to you from the book of Acts where when the, the Holy Spirit came down after Jesus was resurrected and everyone spoke in tongues. So they believe that if you don't speak in tongues, you haven't fully accepted the Holy Spirit and therefore people speak in tongues a lot because that's how you prove that you're one with, you know. Interesting. Th- so you have to do the and they're like, oh, they're speaking in tongues. And then somebody like, says, oh, I can, I can translate Trans- this. Yeah. I speak the God language. And then it becomes this it's sort culty. of, right? That, but that's it's, very culty, but there's a reason behind it. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it comes from the book of Acts, and it's like and really the part yeah. that Jesus says, tongues when they tell I mean, Just were they in the story? Right, in the story it was about um, when Jesus rose up and he said, okay, now you're going to spread it all out. Everybody go spread the word to everyone. And the Holy Spirit entered them and they all spoke in tongues and they were other languages that they didn't know. So like you could send them off to the Romans or you could send them off to Italy or wherever. I mean, that's like the Greeks, whatever. But But real languages. But real languages. But were they? Because is the Bible just purely allegorical or is it a real story? Did it really? I mean, so that's when we get into funky things where – some people believe it as a historical text that's 100% true. Some people go, no. Great fiction. <laughs> Great science fiction. Yeah. I mean, it really is like a very well-written story, right? There's, there's, no. a, lot of, there's no. a lot of characters and element, the development there. It just there's a lot of issues. That <laughs> well, have you, read, have you read Million Little Pieces by James Fry? That no. fake drug addict guy? Yeah. You know, just, it's fake, but hey, man, it's a great story. I'm not going to deny it. It's right. not real, but it's a pretty good story. Uh, it's, <laughs> they call it um, – uh, fictionalized memoir now. They yeah. came up after that book had a big with Oprah, and he's like, he's lying. <laughs> I, I can't find that clip anywhere. That's the dress my white whale on the internet to mm. find Oprah bitching out James Fry for lying about <laughs> being an addict. And, well, the, the whole book, people got all up in arms about it, and so they kind of started a new genre called fictionalized memoir mm. so that you mm. can get away with not lying. having it be yeah. real. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> you get away with lying. That's fine. Yeah. But you know, there are. Oh, right, I remember that one. Yeah, and they could have so? used lenses or... Um, it's fire, um, as, as you know, they, they kept saying, put more water on it. Water fire. Oh. It was yeah. magic. Uh, yeah, yes. see? Like we were saying yesterday, the first depictions of Jesus were with a wand. But this was was something that they used to prove that God was real. And it was 
Well, it's always science in well the there end. Was yeah. I always thought that way about the parting of the Red Sea in the Old Testament when the Jews were escaping the Pharaoh and Moses was leading them into the new land. That's enough. And he parts the Red Sea. Well, maybe it was low tide or maybe there was some <laughs> weird like maybe there earthquake was a or something. Getting ready yeah. to happen. A tsunami getting ready to happen. It all it got sucked out. Away, and it's a they crossed goodness. and then crashed in. That ex- it could still, have wouldn't been. there be more people writing about it, though? Wouldn't there be more people like, dude, this fool just split an ocean in half, but no one wrote anything down. Everyone was just like, that was crazy. Let's keep doing whatever we're doing. Well, maybe <laughs> they did, but, th- I mean, they just don't have preservation, the preservation abilities that we have now. But we still have tablets from, like, the ancient But not I feel many. like we would see at least one from, like, the plague or anything and corroborating we have anything. tablets from well before uh, the Bible was written and well before about describing the great flood and that was taught in the Bible. I think it was mm. well the fla- the flood they say with the Noah and the flood that, that the ark still lives on Mount Ararat. Like that that they found the ark and it's on Mount Ararat and they they let us see it. Well that's the thing too is that now with all of the uh, ice caps melting and everything, it, it should melt away. We should be able to you see it. It's just there. Show me. Air Force pilots. Uh, right. So th- I've seen, and I've seen like pictures. They say they've done like 3D imaging or like some kind of thing, but there it is atop oh. this mountain. I want to see it. Yeah. I think most of the Torah was Right, in the Old Testament, Testament and the Torah are the same. Well, they're the well, yeah. It's a the old, we share. Well, it depends on which also translations you go through. So you start right. the New Testament was in Aramaic. What was the Old Testament in? What was being passed down? And when you change every time you change linguistically from from you know from uh, language to language, or even now when we have the King James version, that's in English. But then you also have that the National the NIV version, and you have the LIV, you have all these different versions, and they change words around like crazy times. If you think yeah. about um, the Greeks have like 19 words for love, and then if you look at the word love and filial love, like brotherly love or like love love, so just even etymologically, it seems silly that we're still working with it, believing yeah. it. Like, oh, this and is translated so many times, right? Yeah, like yeah. so many times. But when you look at the base. Original but what hell is right yeah. right hmm. to fall short of a goal isn't so such a terrible thing because that happens all the yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, like time every time we shit on stage <laughs> yeah right yeah. <laughs> I was just lowered that wasn't my goal I've learned through <laughs> I've learned through times that uh, goals are like expectations and it's better if you keep them low <laughs> yeah. then, and then it's like, oh, I succeeded. <laughs> my my list in the morning looks like it's like wake up, brush teeth, <laughs> and I cross things out. I'm like, look, <laughs> I accomplished it. it. I woke up. <laughs> Yay! One thing crossed <laughs> off my list. <laughs> brush teeth. Okay. We I didn't spend it. too many spoons today. Yeah. It's <laughs> nice to wake up happy that you woke up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I just. <laughs> what, are, what are the goals? I try to keep my goals like low because if I well, ever there have, have really been big days. Goals, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This morning, my cat shit on the couch that I was sleeping on. 
car is sticking out. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, your cat up. is mad at you? No, I don't know why he did it. I just woke up, no, turned trust, over, and just fell onto you. the ground. <laughs> why? How long I has it been anything? since you've seen this cat? It's been about it's three, four months. He always, it actually like he doesn't remember me. He actually doesn't remember me. I picked him out of the shelter, and he's still, he's my dad's best friend. He doesn't remember me. Well, he's BS. mad at you. He that is definitely yeah, mad at you. He's mad at me you. for something. Yeah. You left. Yeah. yeah. And so now he's giving me the cold show. He's found someone else. <laughs> found my and he's, poop, he's pooping. He be you. pooping. How old is he? It might be a health problem. <laughs> no, he's young. He's like three. He's like oh, four yeah. now. Yeah, he's regular. Yeah, that's a fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Cat I woke shit. up and I was like, did shit, I do actually. that? <laughs> did Trust, I, I know no. bullshit. You I, I convinced my Oh, dear Lord, you're oh. having him throw poop around. <laughs> that's, that's comical. Hey, we play a frisbee with cow pie. Do you, believe, <laughs> do you believe cats have a soul? Aaron, do you believe cats have a soul? Yeah, I think cats have a soul. I think consciousness is like a question. That's why I think there's like the, the universal consciousness. We all have the same consciousness, different like brains and stuff, but cats have the same consciousness. We are one. Yeah, so just not the ability to like process one. it the same way. So whales have consciousness. Yeah, have you seen a whale's eye? This morning, I was telling you about this. I, I, when I talk about shit that I see on Reddit, no one else has ever seen it. It's not interesting inherently. I get it. But on Reddit this morning, <laughs> I saw a, a fucking guy was like going up with this whale. And just the whale's eye. I've never seen a whale's eye. It looks just like a human eye. Wow. Just looking, just looking around and shit. Mm, they're just trying to They're mammals. big, yeah. yeah. Thinking I think about thoughts everything and shit. is part of the consciousness. Even mm. like flies. Sure. Flies have consciousness. Yeah. yeah, but they just process it on such a low, quote unquote, lower level. I just but feel the world like is much smaller. For I feel like humans have taken themselves out of the natural flow of things, though. Have it? You we know, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I d- I'm, We've I'm criminalized re- the nat- natural life. I'm, I'm really yeah. starting to kind of come around to the idea that we might actually be in that that what do they call it the sixth Simulation. extinction. Oh. Uh, phase on the sixth earth. Sixth extinction. Sixth extinction. Uh, there, there's a there's a theory that. The Earth has had people on it, and we've gone extinct, <gasps> or almost extinct, almost six times. No, uh, I love this theory. I've never heard five this. times, <laughs> and this is the sixth one well, coming. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I believe that we are the seventh, um, seventh species. Okay, I, I, I prescribe to that. First, to that dibs. Belief. They were first. <laughs> but so, so like there have archaeological. So we're like not the um, first humans. But like so, like the Neanderthals so. were a pre-incarnation of what we are, right? Yeah. But they're completely different. We know that their bones and brains and stuff are completely different but than us. But they are. We have all been. I feel like I'm on an episode of Joe Rogan. <laughs> you do DMT. <laughs> <We> <laughs> <have> <laughs> I believe we are the seventh species of man. Yes. We're the seventh. So there have been. So you think there have been seven incarnations from like the Between first? Between Neanderthals and ones right. before, and yeah. Damn. And so, like, what, every thousand years we're kind of all new anyway? I mean, I guess no. that makes sense. Even a hundred years, because I, I saw that. beds. I was I saw some historical beds from, like, the 1900s in a house that was like, this is a house they lived in. And they were tiny. People yeah. were tiny. We have better nutrition. People were, like, oh, yeah. short. And t- their beds were, like, like a, like a regular man was, like, my size, like, five, five. The, they were small beds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, Napoleon was not that? short. That was, and yeah. that was, like, nutrition in at, at childhood. Yeah. Because when you are not able to maintain um, health, you do not get the flow. Yeah. Right. That is why my grandfather was sick. Oh, because he was a, he, ha- he was a sick child. 
Oh, wow. During the Depression or something? Um, I know he. Oh, okay. So yeah, he was he probably a depression, born, yeah, depression born baby. Yeah, he was born during yeah, the Depression. Sure. Yeah, my mom was born in 36. And my, and, and my dad was just a few years older, and yeah. he served in Vietnam and, and Korea. I grew up vegan. My, I grew up eating fucking couscous. I was supposed to be 6'2". I'm 5'10". <laughs> I'm 5'10", dude. Quinoa fucking quinoa did it. Did I you grew up on a pig I'm farm. I'm not saying DNA doesn't play a factor, <laughs> it, yeah. but um, I'm saying born in 6'2". And that's what's that's so why sad. I advocate they yes. are the ones getting the most protein, getting that because they're the only ones that can actually And that's so important. Just these like pouches in Africa, these little vitamin pouches have all these things. Sorry, go on. No, 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 y'all are right. No, I mean, you were talking about growing it like but on the other side of it, there's like I grew up on a farm, uh, eating um, you know, chicken fresh chicken and fresh mm. eggs off the farm and my mm. mom we had the pigs and stuff that we Me slaughtered too. so we're oh we're little potato people like we're all irish <laughs> and like we look like little potatoes we're, and my brother used to describe the women in our family as stout round and close to the ground oh yeah yep <laughs> so we're <laughs> little it, it farm working farm working women where in the south are you from right? i'm from rome georgia rome georgia mm -hmm. i mean isn't that is that close to um to Athens, I think. I know mm, Athens. Georgia. No, yeah, it's about it's about three hours north. Okay, yeah, three or four hours north. Of my my buddy's my buddy's father uh, was a professor at the college in Athens, Georgia. Yeah. Whatever that is. Uh, UG, right? UG, he was, yeah, a, he yeah. was a professor of theoretical chemistry. What the fuck does that even mean? What is theoretical <laughs> chemistry? I look at his books sometimes. He's like, I my friend Charlotte would be like, he wrote this book, and I'm like looking at it. Like <laughs> this is. Like, this is this not makes English. No words. No These are English <laughs> words, <laughs> but it, it doesn't make any sense at all. They were just numbers. You know, when you said that uh, you had asked if I was a science person, I should I should say that I, w I didn't try to educate myself during my primary years, but yes, I am. An, uh, like, I will go with the best science of the moment. Did you just burn your yeah, eyelash off? blue fucking... Just <laughs> I just blew smoke weed, weed ash into my eye. Oh my god! That's some farm effect right there. Yeah, You'll never get up. Corona. That, that better get me so faded. <laughs> I will not. Crossfade the yeah. the keef right into I, your eye. I'm, I'm sorry, but you're your science person. You do science stuff now, or are you? Well, no, I'm just saying that. Yeah, I'm, I try to go with the best science that's available to us as consumers right. that I can. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I read MSN. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> a, yeah. I'm not exactly a research scientist. I'm not going to say, yeah, no, I didn't go for that sort of education. So. I believe in creation. I don't know much about it. You believe mm -hmm. in, like, divine creation? No. Oh, creation. No, I, I believe in person in his evolving creatures. Oh, hell yeah. Retweet. You know, and then story. Well, see, now yeah, here's the thing about. I think it's well written. You know? Here's yeah. the thing about well, the great. Now. Here's the thing about the great story and the way that it can work for creationists if they choose to consider. God created the world in seven days, right? Uh, we wrote it down. But what is a God day? How long is a God day? A God day. God doesn't understand time. God doesn't know time. God, yeah. God's outside of time. So, uh, for us, the hubris of us to put a man-made construct on something that we can't possibly understand. Oh yeah, days gender too on God. That's well, so sure, weird. I mean, exactly him. gender. But fuck? so, if we say, oh well, sense. the earth maybe the world was created in seven days, maybe seven God days. God's yeah. days could be. 
500 billion years. Light years. Yeah, we have no idea what a God day is because what is fucking God? But that's the only, if creationists sold me that line, I'd be like, okay, fine, maybe. Because then I feel like you're sort of still buying into the science of right. the Earth yeah. was not created in seven days. No, no. Like, but it some people was created that. over the course of you know. I mean, I believe yeah. in the science of all that. I believe that you know. I certainly do not think seven days. I right. do not yeah. believe that Adam and Eve were created. I think a lot of That was legend, but Homer was this Yeah. I think some of it actually happened that they just got like mythologized. Yeah. Like, that's what humans yeah. humans are wired for story. Like mm-hmm. I said, yeah. Homer yeah. was more mm-hmm. accurate. Yeah, well yeah. also we have to think about the ol- no one knew how to read. Yeah. The only people that knew how to read were the priests. Comics. Doing a little set, doing a little ten-minute god set. But it was all—it was—it was auditorily passed down, right. and the easiest way to remember things was through story because you have yeah. a story arc, and it's Meaning. easier to remember because you're going from one place to another in your st- and because you were doing it. It was right. an auditory passing. No one knew how to read. No yeah. one right. knew how to read. Yeah. Right. Not so women. It, it not pa- men. Nobody. Yeah. It was passed on just like Homer was taught because mm-hmm. Homer was illiterate. You know. Yeah. So. But he was more accurate than those who passed down those stories because we know we've watched Uncle Kenny of what we were learning. We've seen how things got gray. Yeah, right? sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, also, what? also on so a on a metaphysical that. on a metaphysical level, every time you revisit a memory, that memory changes because Memories you. Are Oh, yeah. I mean, they're real, but they're so, they're sibs. They're, they're so real, valuable. but they're constantly malleable. They're constantly changing, and they do change every time because w- when we better. revisit a memory, we're revisiting it from a different point in our life. We have a different perspective on said memory. Therefore, the memory that we're visiting, although it's the same, is different. Right. So every time we remember anything, we're actually changing the memory. And then you have to consider, like, what we do as comics, we actually will move information around to make a point more interesting how to our audience. So sure. that that fucks with your memories too, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like sometimes I you know th- I growing up with you remember I told you um my mom was 36 when she had me, but yeah, I had yeah. four siblings uh, older than me, 18, 16, 14 and 12 when I was born. Yeah. Building yeah. babysitters. Yeah. Oh, that's older. Yeah, way Irish, older. Uh, yeah, very much Irish genes, sixty-six percent. Um, yeah, and the other t- uh, other thirty-three percent is uh, Swedish and European, like mm. England, that, mm. that area. So, um, but the, the but my my brothers and sisters, like, I would hear my brother Johnny. I would be hanging out with him, and he would tell me a story about something that happened before I was born. And then later, I'd be hanging out with Deborah, and Deborah would tell me the same story, but it would be just a little different. <laughs> yeah. She was either the person who was in charge in the story or the hero or whatever. And then I would hear my sister Sherry tell a story and sh- it would be just slightly bent yeah. to her. And yeah. I'm like, huh. So perspective. yeah, it's really, yeah, I was really uh, aware of perspective that's of story a that's long time ago. Perspective is like the thing that takes the longest to, or at least for me to grasp in like literature and stuff like that. Is like that I mean, to, I mean, you know, understand that it's coming from this person, but understand how that changes with different tellings. Oh that's yeah. Interesting. Well, I'll, forever. 
Well, what the reason I'm so conscious of it is because uh, I did the whole 23andMe uh, thing to find out what my heritage was because there was a story of Native Americans in our family. Ah, uh, that all right, Elizabeth Warren. You right? get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So right on, I have always heard these stories, right? And there's this story of this Native American dude that came into Georgia and fell in love with, like, a great-great-great-great-grandmother, asked for a hand in marriage. Dad said, no, stole her away. Came back later, said, no, stole her away. Came back later. Too bad, married her anyway. All right. So my, everybody in my family is see-through. We are born with blonde or red hair, blue eyes or green eyes, and we're see-through. There is so no. Where is where is <laughs> Uncle Redfeather? <laughs> right? Where so is where Grandpa? Is big Grandpa Redfeather. Redfeather. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where is he? Moved to see is he? Like I don't know. Several greats. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I, c I couldn't tell you what the truth is. Mm. So and is there any Native American blood in your twenty-three? Zero. Zero. It's Zero. a lie. Zero. My mother. Back checking yeah, my past. Your parents are liars. Yeah. My See, mother I has always that that said that. My mother has always said that there was Cherokee blood, and I, I. Guarantee you, there's not. Mm. Well, you got to do that 23 and me. See if your mom will find now, it. Now, see, there is. It's more myths. It's more stories. Now, here, it's there is. The government already has it. Nobody else needs it. Yeah, there fair, is a fair, scientific fair. caveat yeah. to my 23 and me, though. It's not the complete story because I only have the maternal side. I don't carry my dad's mm. genes. So, so I need. There's still a chance. There's still a chance. And I cannot get my brother or any of his kids to take the test. Why not? I don't think they want to know the truth. Oh. They'd rather keep the story. I'd rather keep. They they'd rather keep the truth. They'd rather keep the story. <laughs> you know what? The truth. I have a I have a friend here in San Francisco whose mother is Native American, and she she came up not the mother, but my friend was saying that maybe it's one of those things where you can kind of offset some guilt about the atrocities that occurred. Oh. That if you're part sure. of that group, sure, sure, right. you know. Right. So no, it's uh, hey, I get it, I get that. Yeah. So I'm I got a, a lot of white guilt. I'm a quarter Asian. Yeah. I'm fully one quarter. I think that's. I always thought that was enough to be like, I'm mixed, but because I present so like white, that oh, it doesn't matter. Really I can't. You I should very white. But my cousin, who's also a quarter Asian, she looks fully Filipino. She doesn't look like Asian. It's still like because she's you know she gets she's more uh, tan skin than I. Well, she's you know, hazel eyes. There I, is Spanish. We're not Spanish. So, Scottish. so you're. I thought you were part Chinese. Yeah. Well, okay. Oh, okay. We're Scottish and, and Chinese. So I'm sorry. I, I should heard let Filipino. You I assume that she was looks Filipino. because okay. she's a quarter Asian. That's what okay. I would get. You're See, a I look Asian. But you have the you have the pretty eyes. So I should tell you that I, my boyfriend was giving me a ride here in the morning, and he was saying, he was saying, which one of those? But there was one comic because I always say that he's oh they're too good looking to be a comic, and he brought you up. He's like the one. He's <laughs> so good looking. Why is he not a oh, model? He was Thank like, I, I was like, I know he's got these, these cute little dimples and the Aww. widespread eyes. He was like, he's got these high cheekbones. I'm like, I know, You're making right? me blush. He looks <laughs> like oh, but his he nickname should oh, be God. Trip. But he was <laughs> Trip. <laughs> well, that is you're a so nickname for people who are the third. Third. Oh, oh yeah, triple. Yeah, I got quadruple. But you're, you're <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> like, that's kind even of, worse. Got yeah, it. it is worse. Like, I can't repeat it. Even. You're so tall and striking because of. Your your eyes are wide set. You. Your, your facial structure and your bones and stuff. And he was like, "Why is he not modeling?" And I was like, "I don't know. He's in Chicago. Maybe he well, should like get some pictures you. done or something." I, I did actually try to model for a couple seconds, and that shit sucks. Oh yeah, my really? God, it really it's hard. sucks. Is it soul sucking? It, it makes it's you feel so, like. What is it like? Look, I like. I, I I I'm very glad that people think that I have good looks. It makes me feel good. Thank you. You know, 
Uh, also, I, but I don't like that being, I don't even like leaning into it too much. I don't like it being a part of my identity so much. And the in people that I worked with as models, I mean, I like it. No, I'll tell you, I like it, but I still like, it doesn't form, as it forms a, how other people see me. I can't see myself. As a know? reformed hot girl, I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I just didn't want to. And, and people that are, and, and all the models that I worked with, because I did it like casually. For like two, a couple of weeks, maybe even like a month. Casual were, model. That's the name of your band. <laughs> casual, casual model. That is, yeah, yeah. I like that. It's like ska. <laughs> they, they all, but they all identify like as hot people, as models, and like as smoldery people. When I smolder for a photo, like I, I can't look at a photo of myself. And like, <laughs> it's just so like it's oh, awful. It's cringy. Yeah. It's cringy. It's and same for all these like music. I want to be a comedian too because musicians. Do the same thing where they have to be like smoldery and like and sad and brooding and it's just I'm trying to be like hot or whatever and I just don't like that as like an identity well, personally. Sure. It really wasn't thank part you. of my thank identity. For, yeah, <laughs> I really didn't even know what my identity was. <laughs> 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 nice. There is a yeah, there is a privilege. <laughs> <to> that. <laughs> That's, that might be part of it. Just trying to be like I'm not that person. There is a privilege. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. And yes. I worked it and I didn't. <laughs> uh so does anybody subscribe to anything now as a specific religion you're a little buddhist right not really no. not really no no okay i don't i don't feel like i can like i don't meditate or anything i just like the ideas okay. I like, so like you're ideally. a philosopher you're modern day philosopher oh, okay. no, I, yeah i guess I, I like to read uh books and see what i can glean from them not necessarily like a set i have three favorite authors top three top three favorite authors Maybe sound pretentious on the radio. Yeah, hell yeah. This, this is NPR for a yeah. second. I'm gonna say <laughs> you, those I'm gloves are too gross. pretentious for this poem. <laughs> uh, Annie Pruel, amazing. She wrote The Shipping News. She also wrote Brokeback Mountain. Oh, all she's right. She's amazing. Uh, Albert Camus, he's amazing. Oh yeah, sure. Um, and it's just three, right? It's just three. Yeah, Le yeah. Le Plage. Um, I would say the last one would be. Jean-Paul Sartre. Oh! So, yeah. Jean-Paul Sartre. So here's a, deep cut. here's a deep cut on Jean-Paul Sartre, and I'm wondering if you've read it. He wrote a play in the 40s called The Respectful Prostitute. Do you know about mm, this? No, I, I do not. Okay, this is a play he wrote, and he wrote it about racial relationships in the United States, and mm. it was based off a real story about a black guy on a train getting blamed oh, for yeah. raping a white woman, but she he never did that, and it was because... The white guys on the train actually shot his friend, and then they were related to a senator. So anyways, it's this story about how they get this prostitute who was on the train, who saw the whole thing. They say the black guy raped her, and how they twisted around with money, and all these things happen, and she meets him, and it's this amazing play. And I wanted to redo it here at Mutiny Radio as for, like, Black History Month and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but I couldn't get any and actors because they're like there's too much n-word and this is just too real Ooh. right now and i'm like this is written by jean-paul sartre in the 40s you can't run away from it and it, it's a it's a crazy crazy play people and are it's trying amazing. to scrub yeah. the past yeah you know? they're like oh they have taken what is it wilder's oh, uh, name off of a book that was created in her honor yeah because of But that was what was taught to her at that time. Right, and there's yeah, some blackface in a little town. In little town on the prairie, at the end, there's a minstrel show that they're in, and there's blackface and pa, and everyone's mm -hmm. in blackface, and there's a picture of it, and yeah. they're all jigging around, and they have blackface, 
it's pretty it's it's brutal it, but it, she wrote but it's her experiences it's, it's that she's writing about from 1846 1876 yeah. you know, all that kind of timing there's yeah. the people and what they taught there's well there we have to acknowledge the past acknowledge the yes. subject yes. context without Well, yeah. I love Laura Ingalls Wilder, and there's a cookbook that I have, which is all the anything that's in Laura Ingalls Wilder's books, and they put it in the cookbook and how you make it. And wow, it is hard to make cheese. <laughs> uh, but it, I love this book. It's like all old-timey cooking, making bread from – it's – anyways, I'm obsessed with Laura <laughs> Ingalls Wilder. I always have been. I, I would love to be a homesteader. I totally idealize that, that time in America when you really were – Working, it was like subsistence farming was the goal, and now we're like so far removed from that mentality of hard work. And I am yeah. such a pampered princess. Like the moment shit hits the fan, I'm gonna <laughs> have to take the cyanide pills. I really am. <laughs> I drink the Kool Aid. I can't survive. Oh, I can't wait till the shit goes down. I need oh, AC and. <laughs> it's I'm amazed how many explodes. people are yeah. um, stockpiling bullets. They're taking care of the guns part, but they're not thinking about that fact that you know, oh, and so true. anytime somebody represents I'm a country cop. Let me tell you all the things Oh, I'm not yeah, gonna they are going to survive. <laughs> <laughs> Only the southern United States is going to be around. I don't know if I'm going to survive or not. I don't know if I plan on sucking away. We'll decide based on what happens. I'm, yeah. I have my whole I apocalypse mean, plan in play, <laughs> and you're welcome to join me. Mm. There's a house. It's a beautiful house, and it was built in late 1800s. It survived the first earthquake and the second, really, if you think about it. It survived the, the earthquake of 89 as well. Mm. And it is like a four-story, uh, beautiful Victorian home. And it has a basement and a backyard and a rooftop. And it's filled right now. And it's all refurbished and gorgeous with this blocked wallpaper and all these inlays and just this gorgeous banister. It's just amazing, like, mansion. Jesus. But what's inside of it is lawyers. Oh, yeah, lawyers. <laughs> Motherfuckers from, from Antioch or Walnut Creek, Danville, they ain't coming in in the apocalypse. That is my house now. That is my <laughs> you know, house. Lawyers ain't coming back. Gonna put it on the rooftop deck. I'm gonna have a pigeon coop. I'm gonna be friends with pigeons. I'm gonna be like feeding them and petting them and then taking them off in the corner and murdering them and eating, eating them. I'm gonna have chickens in the back. I need some sniper rifles on the, the roof. <laughs> Digging pits out of apples now, going, I got to make some more as fucking arsenic. I get the <laughs> hell out of here. There are some scenarios where the only possible I answer that makes sense is crack open a beer and drink it. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, Fuck we that don't noise. know how it's all going to end. <laughs> no, we don't know. There are so many possibilities, yeah. and therefore there are so many possibilities on what I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna take. You're welcome to join me. It's it's on Eddie and and uh, Van Ness, uh, just over like the market line. Uh, it's up on the, it's up on a hill, so it's great for sniper rifleists to be able to keep people away. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna say there's a backyard. Or train me. There's there's a there's a there's a basement. So if we have to work with any of our own electrical, we've got a rooftop, so we can do solar. Are there uh, neighbors? Well, yeah, but Ooh. it's fine. It's fine. It's a big big old building. 
And I, I think that we'll just turn it into a big, like, poly sex thing because everyone's going to die anyway, so <laughs> we might as well just fuck our way out, right? <laughs> like, we gotta it's going to be human race fun. Here. We're going to stockpile all the DMT and all the molly, <laughs> and we're just going to be like, start a podcast. We'll do 24-hour podcasting. Get Joe Rogan in there. Get Joe Rogan. We're entertained for, like, 13 hours I know. later. I know. I listen to him for a lot of the Colorado Mountain up by rigging the Vegas Olympics. They're bunkers. Yeah. Yeah. And New Zealand. The, they are preparing for when people rise up. Ah, but we're coming for you. Here's what they're not talking about. Um, the housekeeper, the groundskeeper, they're on our side. Yeah. They have the gate code. It's like <laughs> it's like they know the weaknesses to gates. your security mm-hmm. system. I know. We're getting in. <laughs> have well, you seen Parasite though? They, the poor fight against we fight against each other. I haven't seen a new one, y'all. I am Parasite so, is about that. I I am so driven at the comedy right now is that about anytime the I take a night that. off from performing, yeah. I'm going and watching other people. I'm going to watch other people. Oh, that's you know, and I'm learning Supporting from the, yeah. the people who are better than me. That way, I can get where they are. There you yeah. go. I'm, I'm the exact I'm the opposite. I think because I can't even watch a movie. I just have to smoke weed and go. Turn my brain off entirely. I feel bad. You're 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 Reddit you're Reddit obsessed. I'm That's just fine. I just have to turn off my brain after a day because I I don't know some comics like like as far as like I was supporting my friends I always support my friends when I get invited to shows but like even watching comedy when you get home you know I feel like some comics they get home they're like oh I'd love to watch relax and watch a Santa special some comics can't be around it at all you know just kind of relax and get away from things. Yeah, I definitely when I unplug I watch vapid stupid things and yeah. usually fall asleep pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. I'm addic- I find I'm they addicted. spend about six hours a day on Netflix things that I'm up yeah, and but then I, I, mean I hit the shows at night at But night it's when you get home. So for example, so like last I have no time. Yeah, but last yeah. night I got home at eleven and I was I couldn't fall asleep yet. Yeah. And so I've been watching the Johnny Depp Sweeney Todd mm-hmm. like in little snippets. I was I was yeah. in Sweeney Todd years ago so I and I I love that musical, and so I'm just watching. But I have to have at least 20 minutes where I just zone no out before yeah. I try to lay down and zone out. Because right. if I don't give myself that unplug time, then I'm just going to lay in bed and be circularly thinking about every weird, stupid, that's shitty thing I did. Yeah. That's yeah. what Tigger's yeah. for. Oh. Turn that brain yeah. off. I have that. Aww. He is yeah. a therapy dog, so he will make me If I get too focused, he comes and gets me. Well, that's nice. Get out. Yeah. I still oh, no. I need We're I need playing tug now. I need like need 20 minutes before down. I yeah. unplug for the yeah. night or otherwise I just I lay there anyways. I'm addicted to TikTok. Right. That's mine. I just brain off. Yeah. Strolls, oh, my phone. Oh, oh, they tried yesterday. to teach us the TikTok dance the, yesterday. The say so one. My phone doesn't go in the bedroom unless I'm using it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did it. And then you got the and I want to do wow. Renegade today, too. Hey, I'm a 47-year-old woman pulling this weird shit. <laughs> like, it's a weird language. I'm so, I'm, I watched two kids on the on the train today talk to each other in this, like, dancing like, and grunts and laughs and then just, just cutting their eyes. And say, yeah, and it's weird. a whole conversation happened, and I... Were you high enough to understand? No. Sometimes, <laughs> this one time, I took too much, I took too much CBD tincture to try to, like, see what the 
try to see what the, the <laughs> parameters right. and the limits of CBD were. Uh-huh. So I took about like 150 milligrams of CBD tincture it to never, the dome. Did it, does it do anything? Oh, even? fuck yeah, really? it did. My point is that I was, list- I don't speak Spanish, and I was on the bus, and there were two people, <laughs> there were two people fighting in Spanish, and I understood everything. <laughs> like there were little thought bubbles above their head with words saying <laughs> things. Ab- I understood Spanish. I was so high, I understood Spanish. Then, I was hanging out with a three-year-old, and I was like, fuck, I might be too high to hang out with this three-year-old. But I took him to a house where there was a cat, and the cat's friend had just died. And the cat started talking to us. <laughs> meow, 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 the cat is meowing. And I'm speaking cat at this point, and the child is saying, what is the kitty saying? And I'm like, the kitty is very sad about his friend dying, and he's telling us. The cat is talking to the child, and I'm the interpreter, and I attribute this 100% do 150 <laughs> milligrams of CBD. That's and they say, amazing. oh, CBDs can't get you high. Motherfucker, you have not you just done haven't had done enough, enough. You have it. not <laughs> done enough. You will understand. It'll it'll pull the veil off the whole world. Like you're like <laughs> your ah. It's, well, exactly because how long did so that last? Maybe a three hours. Okay. Three three hours. You're so present. That's the things that happens with CBD. Like you're so the past doesn't, and that's why it works for PTSD. The past doesn't matter. The future doesn't matter. It's all about the now. And then when you're in the now so hard, you understand things about the now that you never saw before, like cats talking to small children <laughs> and understanding <laughs> Spanish. I was, I was a small out. child with, with all the animals. Talk about that. I have no problem believing that I talked to my cats. Oh, because yeah. I had conversations with all my animals. Oh, I talk to my cats all the time. I, I absolutely I, see that. Even as much as I hated that stupid goat. <laughs> Goats are great. Love goats. Love Not goats. when they're named Billy. Well, I love to eat goats. Goats is their so own original. I love, uh, goat is probably my, my favorite meat. My name is meat. Billy Joe. No, Billy Goats. I know. The goat's name was Billy. Like a Billy Goat? The Billy Goat. So to bring goats <laughs> back to religion, why are goats so demonized and we call them satanic? I don't know. What is it about hooved animals that uh, are, you know, demonized a lot, like pigs and, and that sort of thing? Right. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I really don't know. I've, I've never understood that at all. I mean, I understand how, like, the goat image with the billy yeah, goat symbol works out with the five-point right, right, right. star. Right, the five-point star looks like a goat, sure. I get that, but I mean, I can see that about as well as I can see Orion's belt in the sky. But do we demonize the goat because they have, because they have rectangular pupils and they look weird? Oh, that's a possibility. What are these two going on about? Something is happening. The Billy Goat thing, because I'm really confused. (laughs) I explained to him that I hate being called Billy because that was the name of goat. That's why you're Billy Joe. Yes. Right. Okay. And okay. I don't, I don't think he's getting it. People confused me for the goat in my parents' story. Oh wow! Oh. I hate that, oh, that goat. Is. Oh, that's funny. Okay. You were the goat of all the stories. Ha ha! But greatest of all time. <laughs> I got I blamed for eating thing. everything. Ha ha ha! I mean, <laughs> people sense. just did not understand. They're so, like, <laughs> and and this is something people don't understand, and this has goes back to science: is that if we could just feed goats weed and then steal their breast milk. We could make we could put THC into goat cheese, and I don't know why we're not doing this yet. Davis, <laughs> you see Davis, you dummies, why can't you get on this? I want it. We need to put THC into cheese really easily. Yeah, but you can also do it through that. You could use through the, the through the animal. So if oh. you took all of your trash weed, if you took all of your stems and all of your bullshit, and you fed it to sheep's 
or sheep, I'm sorry, sheep or goat, goats, a herd, whatever. Sheep is. Um, with, if they lactate and you milk them, all of the cannabinoids come out in their, in their excretions. That would make some mm. amazing manchego. Right? Yeah, exactly. That really would. <laughs> I just don't understand. This is one of like my million dollar ideas, and I'm like, why is I'm not the smartest person alive. Somebody's got or has to have already thought of this. And because it, it there's oh, been somebody? studies about breast milk and THC and why it goes, it, it leaches through and you can't get rid of it because it's fat soluble it's and fat it soluble. it's twenty two days in your system, so you shouldn't like smoke pot and breastfeed a child mm. because you're totally giving your child cannabinoids. Yeah. And they can retard certain things about their growth mm. and but we can take if we know that that works then the transitive property is that it works with animals so why aren't mm. we feeding all of our ruminant animals motherfucking weed true that's a good idea that's the that's the, that's the long game right, for edibles there you go it's yeah high quality. Go like with weed. oh my god ice cream yes, oh. weed. Oh. yes. instead of cream. having to add the weed to a fat and then add that to your ice cream you could just Go straight from the source. It's oh. the uh, weed goat. The weed goat. Yeah. So that, will the goat be hella high all the time? I I don't know. They're goats. You're they are always it. looking for the highest point. Ah. Yeah. I mean, we figured out that we can feed. <laughs> we figured out that we can feed coffee to goats, and it makes it a decaf. Like it's processes through the goats. They poop out the beans, and the beans are decaf. Because you that. get the goat side. Because you give all the goats your precious mm. caffeine. Losers. Yeah, I know, right? All right, uh, this has been the first half of Subcolby Tim. We did it. Uh, <laughs> I was joined by Billy Joe Gillespie, April Gallaty, and Aaron whoop, Atkins. We're coming whoop. back in the second hour with Lee Cox. We're going to find out what he thinks is going on. Time. Stay tuned with us. We have 12 hours every day of comedy programming for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. Please join us tonight at El Rio. Doors at 8.30. Show is at 9. It's being hosted by the amazing Polly Pop-Tart. And it's going to be a really fun show. It's going to be great. Lee Cox is actually on next Thursday. So, hey, stay tuned. Oh, and so is Aaron Atkins. Hello. Hello. Uh, stay tuned, and we'll be back with more stuff. It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th, 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission, or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riding. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers. California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP. 180 Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California.
a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Why not make a donation? Streaming live the station. District of the Mission. Mutinyradio.fm Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm Hit the donate button, stream them live Download a podcast. Have some fun. Gold Cadillac with the white material. Oh, I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in and on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Good feeling. Don't tell you. Can I see? Can you choose Rob Edwards, I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. coming for 66. The trippy music. Do you know what time it is? Benjamin Wolf here, Mutiny Radio, Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020, special second edition, some call me, Tomb, I timed it out again wrong, here we go, Tomb, there we go, some call me Tim, I'm Fox out of Portland, Oregon, yes, uh, April Gallaty's back. On the, on the beam, okay. Uh, 
So uh, with some call me Tim, I usually have people look first deeply into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus. And I ask you, do you believe in Jesus? I see value in the Christ myth. Mm, this is a good answer. You see value in the Christ myth because it. Um, I just think it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good metaphor. The idea of um, death leading to rebirth, leading to redemption. Yeah. And, and in, in uh, but not just death like real death, but in little deaths in our lives, yeah. like learning about how to accept loss and yeah. then move on kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of th- I, I kind of think any amount of growth is kind of a death, right? Oh. If you're if you're learning to do something new past version of you is now dead like the oh if you're if you learn to forgive yourself or something like that the the version of yourself that wasn't able to do that is now dead you're a new person right because your outlook determines who you are yeah and therefore if you change your outlook you've changed who you are yeah the old version of you is dead i think we kind of remake ourselves every day Ooh. and so the idea of like rebirth Redemption through rebirth, through death, and things like that. I, I think it's, I think it's a good myth. Well, what do we need redemption from? Our pasts, often. I mean, hopefully we're growing as people and becoming, you know, better people to the world. And so I, I think that there is some, there is some need for redemption there. And I, I, I also just think that guilt is a very common thing as a human being. Like the more that you learn about yourself. Just like even going from childhood into like a teenager and learning about like the birth process, like that idea of original sin makes sense to me because like just putting our mothers through what we put them through is like I think we have some redeeming to do for that. Sure. What's the worst thing you ever did to your mom is when you when you were a kid? Oh, okay. Fair. 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 Yeah, I was like. I slapped my mom once when I was 17. I regret wow. that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Over something stupid, too. I think it was over, like, TV or something really dumb. Yeah. Like, something really mundane. I mean, it's a tough time. I, I work with uh, teens. I work with teens. And, yeah, no, it's a, it's a tense, emotional, like, dramatic time. It is, that, it is those little things that come to represent, like, all the feelings you've got inside for yourself and then put that out onto other yeah, it could be some minor little thing about teens, but it's in that moment it hits. In the moment it yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh are people inherently good or inherently bad? I think I have a good answer for that. They're just kind of people. But babies will lie to you. Yeah. Like small children. They'll do something and they'll lie to you. Does that mean that they're... Well, I mean, they're interested in self-preservation. Yeah. So is that good or is it bad? Like, I mean, it's also preservation. Like, the, it's just part of uh, the nature of something that's alive. Specifically, is it wants to keep living and moving on, you know? Sure. So you don't believe in, like, there's no religion that makes you a good person. You no. just are a good person because... Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, 
don't know if there's like necessarily a step-by-step guide to being a good person. Not the Bible? <laughs> Ten Commandments? Probably not really. It's not a terrible place to start. Not oh. killing people. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, though I'm not really, I told you when I was a child, those really were the first rules I ever got as a child was somebody laying it out like, hey, lying's bad. Lying to your parents is bad. And, you know, killing is bad and stealing is bad, you know, and it's just a kind of a nice way to lay it out. So it's not a bad place to start. Yeah, I mean, children, the way that children learn and learn rules, it's, I think, more ethical with children to do kind of carrot stick learning as opposed to with adults because as I mean I think that's a big reason why people who were born into religious circumstances come to like really hate the religion is mm-hmm. because they feel lied to a lot of the time but the thing is like <laughs> very helpful to lie to children like when you're trying to get <laughs> good behavior out of them or just pro social behavior it's just helpful to be like hey do this and good things will happen for you and then you get older and you're like wait I'm doing good things and good things aren't happening for me like I think that's a natural process of getting older and I wish that religions did a better job of facilitating that transition from childhood into adulthood where you begin to question things were you raised religiously or were you how was that how was these kind of rules and laws brought into your life of morality. Was right. there an external one as a child? Um, no, I was raised in a pretty atheist household, uh-huh. um, specifically pretty anti-Christian household. Um, but I wasn't like, I wasn't really given any particular like set of rules to follow or anything like that. I just kind of, I, I don't think morality stems from religion. I think religion can be a good way of like culturally Finding the people, but I don't. I don't think it's necessarily like a good way to learn morality. Oh. I think you can get that on your own pretty easily. Pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Just to be like, hey, you did a thing that hurt somebody else. Like that's be aware of that, and like that's well, not and necessarily th- a good thing. And that there's the consequences when you hurt someone else. If there's consequences, and they let you know, you don't want to do that again because you have an actual consequence for that of action yeah i mean uh, as a as a child that can be kind of a tricky situation because maybe you don't exactly care that you hurt somebody else um and sometimes that empathy comes a little later yeah like if ever i mean there's some people who just don't have a ton of empathy in that in that regard and that's like unfortunate and that's I think where it does become valuable for a religion to be like, yeah, you're going to hell if you hurt people. And then people <laughs> who wouldn't otherwise care, they have that threat over their heads. And so I, I see a value there. Just to keep people in line. Religion's Some a great people. way to keep dumb people in line. Ideally. I mean, but. <laughs> Ideally. Like, if you look at dumb <laughs> religious people, they're still not super in line with what the Bible is telling them or whatever Holy Book is telling them most of the time. But, you, you know, you cross your fingers and hope. So if there's nothing, relig- like what, what hope do you have? What keeps you going? Like what's your belief, or is there one? If you just why, why be? Why be? Um, I mean, I do have spiritual beliefs at this point in my life. Um, not beliefs, spiritual feelings. I think is more accurate than saying spiritual. If that makes sense. Do you, Do you think there's an afterlife? Mm, not. As not as such, not as we would like experience it, like passing through a pearly gate and looking around and sure. there's clouds and things like that. Not really. Just so when we die, we're in the ground. That's it. 
consciousness disappears, everything else rots. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's I I take on the metaphor of like the wave, like what happens to the wave once it crashes, it just kind of goes back into the ocean. Oh, okay, that's a li- that's a nice metaphor. You're like part of the froth when you go back into the big primordial yeah. swirl. I'm part of the froth. <laughs> uh, you d- you don't believe in an afterlife? Not so much. I mean, uh, well, I guess what matters for me is I it doesn't it, I don't care. It does it doesn't uh. ma- if there is one or there isn't one, it's not going to do me much good to be placing bets. So top three things you care about. Top three things I care yeah, about. Yeah, sure. Because I don't care about that. So uh. if you don't care about what happens after? What are the three things? That, top three things you care about now uh, that make you go, yeah, here's God. Uh, um, boy, it's hard to put into words. I guess now that you've put it this way. Uh, top three things I care about. I'll I'll say comedy just because it, it would be weird not to. Maybe <laughs> um, fair. Growth, like personal growth. Sure, that's a good one. And then uh, there's these uh, there's these crows that I feed around my house. So cool! I like them. Yeah. Rad. April. Top three things that that you care about. Oh. Hard question. I honestly am afraid of nudging negative. <laughs> but you've got it. There's stuff you care about, like I care about Damon. <laughs> your yeah. So your husband. Yeah, I great. care about my husband. One, cool. That's a cool thing. The the cat and the ferrets. Yes, there you go. I'm That's so glad you said the cat. Yes, yeah. of course. I mean, yes. honestly, I like I really am one of those people who just has no like. There's something about that familial bond where people are like my 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 sisters and my brothers and my cousins and all that. I just don't have. I've never have. And I don't understand it. I'm yeah. going to put cats and ferrets in one bundle. And yeah. you have to choose one more thing you care about. Comedy. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. That's it, yeah. All right, all right. Because it's weird not to, right? Yeah. Okay. Billy Joe, top My three kids. things you care about. Your kids, good. Tigger. Oh, great. Good. Family, animals, comedy. What are, mm. your, what are yours, Graham? I would, I'd have to definitely put the cats up there. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'll be super honest. I care too much about uh, what other people think about me. <laughs> Don't <laughs> that's we all? That's definitely up in the top three. <laughs> that I'm like, I care. I spend way too much brain space on that. And um, I know I, I know I should say my brain. Uh, <laughs> I know I should say, I know I should say comedy, but. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a, I think probably the top three, which encompasses comedy. I just had to make a bigger basket. Yeah. Uh, and uh, because I'm making a bigger basket, I'll say cats and boyfriend together as one because <laughs> they're all in the same household. Right, right now. family. Yeah, yeah totally. I mean, family. I left my granddaughter out, but I, yeah, my right. heart doesn't. Sure, yeah. exactly. So w- why do you think that we all chose animals to some degree? What, is, what do you think that is? Uh, because animals have a capacity for empathy that people don't like, mm. and also that they're innocent and friendless. Like you can never, like I, I don't think you can accuse a cat of being racist. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess when when compared against like the average person, but I mean yeah. a cat will eat you when you die. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know. Self I, 
expected to. <laughs> yeah. And we're cool with that? Would we, would we be cool Somebody with like... Somebody needs to clean up the mess. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I think a cat eating you when you're dead makes more mess probably than Maybe. you just rotting. I really hope somebody figures out I'm dead before my cat starts eating me, honestly, so she doesn't have to. That's that's also. Yeah. Probably wants to. She probably, she's just sitting around. She nibbles me every once in a while. Just checking. (laughs) Just just making sure. Where's my food? Uh, It's interesting that we all, uh, that the three of us never have cats. I don't have, uh, I don't have much family. Yeah, I'm not super close with them. I'm not. I'm not super close with my immediate family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually um, an interesting thing that I'm kind of experiencing right now because growing up, I wasn't super close with my immediate family on like my mom's side, and then recently, my father died, and I'm getting like a ton of uh, like Facebook message mm-hmm. requests and friend requests from a bunch of people on my father's side, and it's actually like a pretty large test, test, family, test, comparatively, and they're all like being supportive of me and like reaching out and test like test and test very strange it is kind of uh challenging my definition of self like my own personal narrative because i'm used to just not having family and so Support. now i have yeah so now i have all these people and it's a little bit of like what what do i what do i do with you like i don't know how to i have a lot of love people. for Because I have that type Ooh. of family. But, yeah, we're not. I, w- so I wouldn't drop I anything I for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. I'm you're going to come to one of my shows? That's what I'd do with your extended family. I'd be like, come see me. <laughs> come yeah, see right. me perform. Yeah. Yeah, watch my YouTube video. Give me some hits. <laughs> you want to be supportive. Right. Put on they your Facebook have. that I'm funny. <laughs> well, that's good then. That's good if you have that yeah, kind of like. Um, but if I if I had people reach out to me, that'd be the first thing that I would ask them to do. I'd be like, oh, you want to support like, me? Give like money to Mutiny Radio. Yeah, like, <laughs> like and subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah. To your YouTube channel. Funny, funny thing. Yeah, but it kind of gets, it's, it's, I, I process a lot of things through, or I have been lately through that Christmas thing that I was talking about. Yeah. And so I have this past idea of myself of somebody who just doesn't really have a family. And now I'm like in a space where I kind of do and I'm having to integrate those two together. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so do you read Joseph Campbell? Do you know? I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. rad. Big into him. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I read, read him and Hero the Giant and stuff. Yeah. Those, those archetypical yeah. characters. And I get really Nick. angry with the crones. Mm. I'm like, why do we got to call her a crone or a <laughs> witch? <laughs> like, why can't it be like a little bit? I don't know. I want to be the hero. Crone is a hero. And someone's yeah. What is the old man called? What is the old man? Which one? Like the, the like in the Oops. same like if there's like Dumble Albus Dumbledore. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, like if there's this series of things like what we are throughout our lives, what are old men called crones? Well, within I mean, this isn't it's it's not a personal Elders. thing necessarily, but I I think it's a mentor is typically I think it's oh, the mentor okay. role. You mm. w- you might know more about that than I do because oh. I d- I never got too big into aspect of the hero's journey well it's all through star wars like so i watched uh if you look at it's like and then it's so funny because he goes into the cave even Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff with yoda and then comes that meets his father but it's really him right and then i mean that whole that whole yoda in the cave uh in um, empire strikes back Mm. is all yeah like a hundred percent yeah and 
they're they're open about that. Like they have interviews with George Lucas and Joseph Campbell and stuff. And it's oh, they're they're cool. it's like yeah, it is like it is. Once I I wasn't into Star Wars until I read Joseph Campbell, and like that's the aspect of Star Wars that I enjoy. Everything else is kind of yeah, like little lasers on. Yeah, <laughs> space opera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boo, cowboys in space. Um, how long have you been? Studying the, is it just recently that you've come up with, that you've been looking at it since your father's death, or this has been a thing for you for a while that it's you've studied? Um, it's been, I, I, it took me probably like three years to get all the way through um, Hero with a Thousand Faces, and I, I, because I read it very slowly, and I took a lot of it to, um, to heart, and so that's been like, that's been a big part of it, and then the other big, and other big puzzle piece for me in terms of my spiritual growth has been um, there was a paper by Cormac McCarthy who wrote No Country for Old Men. Oh. Yeah, it, it's a pretty short essay. I would recommend people read it. I think it's called The Kekule Problem or The Kekule Problem. And it has to do with, um, you'd like to hear about it. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Um, so it has to do with when they were, I forget what the, I'm assuming it's probably Kekule. Um, they were trying to figure out an, an atomic structure, a molecular structure. He, like, so when you're mapping molecules, you can find, um, based on the mathematics, you can find the shape of the molecule, basically. Uh, but he found this molecule, and he couldn't figure out the shape of it. He worked on it for months and months and couldn't figure it out. And uh, he went to sleep one night and had a dream of a snake eating its tail, that oh classic yeah. symbol. Oh and he sure. realized that this, the molecular structure was a ring. Aurora Boris. Yeah. And so Cormac McCarthy, the, the essay is about, like, why did his brain choose to give him the answer this way? Because obviously it knew what the problem was. The brain knew what the answer was, but it didn't communicate it through language. It used imagery, and it waited till he was asleep. So why did it do this? And his overall premise was that the subconscious evolved before language did, and so it doesn't know how to use it. And so a lot of the time that we're communicating with our subconscious or we're taking things in, it's through imagery and it's through metaphor. And so that's been a big part of my spiritual growth has been understanding that like language isn't always the best way to get to the bottom of things. Oh. It is often through like experience, through metaphor, through imagery and things like that. Do you have a dream journal? I don't really dream. So you don't get like pictorial <laughs> your much. body your brain doesn't process it like that. I like to think think that I just do so much subconscious work in my waking life that my brain doesn't need to, but that's probably not true. I'm just, I just, I'm not bad at dreaming. I'm bad at dreaming. So then what are the signs and symbols that you're seeing and interpreting? Uh, it can be like any, anything, anywhere. I mean, you can look at anything and take meaning from it if you wish to. Like everything is metaphorical. That That's kind of how I've been living my life for the past two or three years is just that anything, if I need it to be, is a lesson or a metaphor. It is about kind of opening yourself up to that and putting yourself in that uh, paradigm. You're in the moment. Sometimes. I try to be. Yeah. Not a bad way to live life. Yeah. I mean, we grow from every one way to another. Yeah, yeah I've been. So, yeah. I, I, I'm totally on board with that. My, my lesson that I've been learning recently is that. When something happens, that doesn't change. But only thing I can do is my reaction to it, I'm not powerless over. Like I used oh to sure. write it off like, 
that's just the way I react, and there's no other way I can react because mm. that's just what happens. Mm. And then now I'm like, okay, I'm actually, I can take a, I can make a conscious choice yeah. to react in whatever way I want, and which is like it's twenty-five years <laughs> it's in the south journey. and in, in small town. It, it's uh, you're better than. Well, but and that's the thing is, and I've been wrong, I've always been told that that kind of idea too, like, but that's an external way of saying like, act this way or you look weird, as opposed yeah. to internally saying I have a choice of how I'm going to react over right. this so that I can let myself in the way of my choosing. And that gives well, you in that we were taught that we have a choice, yeah. and that we were choosing poorly. <laughs> yeah. And it just gives you a sense, a, a greater sense of control over your life. Well, because most of my choices as a child, I was shamed into making a lot of my choices. Mm -hmm. So they aren't necessarily my own choice of my own behavior if mm -hmm. I'm shamed out of it. Yeah. As opposed to me choosing not, you know, cry in that situation or fly right. off the handle or call someone a cunt face. Like, I don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you choose to do that. Like, I do go to the atomic level. Well, and that's, I try to recognize that I'm like doing Hawaii. that because I yeah. usually guilt it away later and say, I went atomic. But I just couldn't help it. But now mm -hmm. I'm trying to own that and be like, well, I chose to go atomic. Yeah. And, <laughs> and if you're comfortable, like, living with the consequences of your actions, and that's, a, that's, a, that's not a bad way of doing mm -hmm. things. Usually by the time I've gone to that level, I have way too hard to decide, will this get things solved, even if it's not my mm, I see what you mean. Or, or like my yeah. mom used to say, just the do something if it's wrong. Well, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> picking a battle. You're literally yeah. picking a battle and saying, yeah. this is a battle I'm picking. And here uh -huh. I am. I'm going to die on this hill. I'm dying on this hill. Yeah. I'm making a choice to die on this hill. That's not usually what's happening with you. Usually it's like, I just, I'm like, and then you're like, well, you I have learning, paid learning. so much for that in the past that I <laughs> Well, I mean. <laughs> Life's like changing and growing every day. Yay. Uh, I used to make positive choices, though, because of the fear of death or hell or right. Jesus not liking me. Right. Or getting if, my choice, if your choices are made because you're afraid of getting in trouble, mm. is it truly a choice? Or are you just, you know, that, that's mm. when morality comes into play. Because you're not necessarily being moral. You're just telling them. Not yeah. because they attune to you personally. I get what you mean. It's it's in a lot of ways a big difference between the East and the West is the idea of like guilt being an immoral way of imposing morality in the West, whereas in the East I, I think that that is more common because of more of a collectivist idea of, of culture and community. So the idea that like, yeah, shame your children into being good people because we are all one versus mm. in the West it's very much like we, we are all individuals and so the idea that the community has shamed me is like very wrong. And that's that's just something that I tend to notice it like yeah, that's something that I'm kinda on the lookout for and I just find it interesting, the the different ways that we look at um culture from a Western lens. Yeah. Fear is a two well it should be. And you know that's how we tend to learn yeah. pe people I had a woman try to shame me. I would pop her in diapers. It was not the baby. It was not the kid. It was the noise that would scare her into stopping so that I could 
say. And this woman was just, I can't believe you would use fear to, to teach your child. You, I was like, hey, lady, they're adults. They're well-adjusted adults. I think it works. They made it through childhood because I taught them what they Well, I mean, <laughs> fear is powerful. I mean, kids kids don't, if you, they don't fall down, they don't know how to get That's up. True. You gotta, they can't put them in plastic wrap all the time. Yeah. They gotta, they gotta break my some bones. My parents tried; it didn't work. I let my learn things, but no, you know, I mean, if they're headed for something, they're about to grab something hot. No, and they're not listening. No, yeah, you can. Well, sure, but otherwise they're gonna stop. burn their little hands. Yes. Like, yes. But uh, no question in people's brains. I don't have kids. I don't have a dog in the race. Mm. You know, so it's like. Yeah. <laughs> I, have no, I have no dog in the fight. We're all gonna make mistakes. We don't know which ones we made until our kids tell us how many. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, so I wanna try to always bring it back to that or something in the physical or esoteric. Uh, here, here's a crazy question. Uh, people who wanna commit suicide, should we care? Right, like if they wanna take themselves out, too many of us. Why do we do we care if they want to? Does it matter? I mean, so I work with suicidal teens. Oh my goodness, I did not even know that. Uh, yeah, that's a big part of my job, and so it's a tough question um, because I know that mental illness is often illness, and it is something that people can move past and grow from. And I like I was suicidal as a as a kid and a teen, and so. I don't know, like, I guess I didn't personally get help for that, but I know there's a lot of people who've come through our care who, if not for us, would have killed themselves and have now grown in to a place where they are past that cool. and are thankful for our care. And so I think that, I don't know, it's, it's like a child not wanting to eat. Like, it is still your responsibility as a human, as a member of their community, to make sure that they do. And so I think with suicidal ideation or suicide attempts especially for teens and 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 younger even like i i do think that it that is a part of our responsibility as a community to help them with that right, All right. the message to is it's yeah you know, <laughs> i was bullied i went through a lot of trust it gets better i mean yeah. you know I, I, I now stand on a stage and make I I I was playing I more de devil's advocate. I mean, I was I was suicidal I as a teen too. But I, there's a there's this group online and they're called the, the anti-human group and they're like save the world, kill yourself, and it's <laughs> all about like the, everything's falling apart and the best thing that we can do <laughs> is is uh is take ourselves out. And I'm like, whoa! I see that as satire. Uh, it's it's a real thing though, and they don't like I can see. It I as just try to continue too, to see it as satire. Let me keep my yeah. perspective. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, perspective. I mean, I definitely think there are people who are in positions where they have decided that their life is not worth living anymore, and if they are in like a healthy state of mind and they've just made that decision for themselves, that's that's definitely a different conversation. So, like euthanasia, no problem with that. Euthanasia, sure. Like, well, I don't, I don't, yep, on the record, no problem with that. Like, there, <laughs> obviously, there's a lot of context for these things. Sure, yes. I worked at a nursing home in, in Colorado, and yes, some of our 
in every case, I could see why they made that decision. Mm. And I would stand by it. Yeah, there, I mean, I there would comes a point if I where terrible cancer. Uh, I'd take the yeah, be like, I'm not. I don't want. You should have the choice whether or not you have to endure that one more day. Who? It, why should someone else be able to make that choice? But yes, in a situation of being treatment ready, <laughs> hang you know, in there, kids. There, there's a difference the between medical podcast. reasoning and, you know, I don't see a good future. Just keep looking; it'll be there. Yeah, I mean, we do live in the United States. There is, there, there are measures that life, life can't get better. Uh, I'm trying to think of other things that have to do with religion. Uh, any, I mean. I'm sorry. I've been doing this. This is. I think this is like the 42nd hour of <laughs> of podcasting oh, have, that have, we've done. Did you talk much in the last hour of like how you were raised? And oh, I was. I was raised super Christian. Okay. Like super, super, super. Drink the Kool Aid, Jesus. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Danville, which uh, is here Bay Area, the okay. uh, really, really wealthy part of the Bay Area. Mm. Yeah, I was uh, a capitalist pig and didn't even know it. Mm. I thought I was poor. You were just a piglet. I was just a piglet, yeah. I didn't even know. I thought that 90210 was just like what everybody experienced because wow. that was like what my high school was like. I, we right. wore some of the same outfits. Everyone was driving the same kind of cars. Right. Everyone was very wealthy, and I was like, I only drive a Hyundai. Yeah. I'm poor. Yeah. My parents only gave me a brand new Hyundai for my 16th birthday. It's not a Mustang or a BMW, so I'm a pile of dog shit. So I'm getting a sense that you kind of grew out of the Christian community that you were yeah, brought up in? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I did acid for the first time and saw okay. God, and I was like, we're cool, bro. And he's like, yeah, we're fine. And I was like, okay. Right was, on. All was, that other stuff was bullshit. We're fine. Was there a lot of, I, I assume there was a lot of tension between you and your family Oh, there, there still is, absolutely. Right. They're all still exceedingly Christian. Okay. Yeah, Fox News, Kool-Aid drinking, Are you church going, Jesus singing. Are you able to see positive aspects of that, or is it just a negative Sure. Um, everyone I know from when I was little that's still Christian is super rich. So that's <laughs> probably pretty positive. Yeah. Uh, and they seem to have happy families. Mm -hmm. So that's nice for them. Do you feel that that's more of like an appearance-based thing? Or are they actually, do you think that they have found? I don't know. Like they, they definitely appear very Pottery Barn from the outside. Right. So it all looks pretty shiny and happy. But yeah. who knows? Yeah. I, don't, I can't lift back the veil on... Uh, I mean, right. I don't. I think I see the hypocrisy in Christianity, and I, it's difficult for me to separate that out. Right? Yeah. Like, it. I mean, even Catholicism. We kill so many people in the name of what? And it's like top three religions are all the same. Come from the same guy, and we. But we hate Muslims. Mm. Like they're all Abrahamic, six yeah. monotheistic religions. But we're like, well, but. But your monotheistic religion is just a little bit different from mine. So right. we're going to kill you and demonize you and say right. you're bad. And anything that um, and when they took over Ireland, they... Oh, the Protestants called, versus called, the Catholics. They yeah. called everything that uh, uh, was knowledge. They, call, they considered everything that was science that, that the folks knew pagan. Oh, sure. You know? And then when they got Jesus. to the Americas... They burned entire libraries without um, there They were a lot more medically advanced than, than we are now, but we don't know Libraries. It was Because those dirty heathens. God. Yes, <laughs> it was heathens. <laughs> heathens. 
ruining everything. When you look at how the Catholic Church has destroyed so much, how can you look at it positively? It's, I mean, it's still a big, like, money-making, people-following. I mean, they have their own, like, nation state, yeah. basically. Yeah. So how does one dismantle that when it's part of, like, the universal gestalt? And we say, these things are important. And then now we go, well, are those important? But they're still, it's, it, it's like uh, we've built a house and the pillars are still there. And you can knock down the house, but the pillars are still there. Mm. So you're just using the same foundation and building a different house. Mm. But like, yeah, that foundation is still like based on what? Some weird myth that but we're like, no, no, it's not a myth. It's true. And mm. I believe it this way. But, oh, I believe this other strange little nuance. So you clearly... Mormon is Mormonism a cult? I, I, I don't know. Christians say it is. Yeah, you know Catholic any Mormons? Is a cult. Yeah, I, I grew up with a, or not really grew up, but in my high school there were a few Mormons. I mean, good family people, I guess. I, I don't know. Tends to be. I mean, it's just it's a ten. From what I see from an outsider, it seems like it's really great if it's working for you and if it's not it's really terrible because uh. then you become ostracized and you feel very alone and there's there's not a lot of community support for somebody who is questioning you know right Sim probably similar to the amish <laughs> probably but they have that uh rumspringa thing right you get to take two years and be be a normie yeah yeah and they even have like kind of a, a middle ground where they can go you know, and, and kind of be like, there's a half and half religion. I, I can't taste the fruits of the devil. And yeah, and you see the ladies walking around in the mall and stuff with the little bonnets on and stuff like that. But they're mm. allowed to have cell phones oh. and drive and that sort of thing. Yeah, right. those are like from from what I gather, that's like that middle ground. It's like Jews that eat pork. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I know quite a few. Yeah. Hey, me too. I, we, every, a lot of that stuff is contextual, like. Pigs rooted in their own shit, and if you add, I mean, the reason that there's no, the Jews don't eat the shellfish is they were probably getting super sick from shellfish. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and they weren't the same reason you don't mix meats because they uh, they have to be cooked at different temperatures. People died from the food poisoning. Sure, right. know, that's where I believe a lot of the Jewish diet came from. Is oh, we don't know why that happened, so we're not. So we're not going to eat that anymore. Or, yeah, hey, no more shellfish. Individually, these are all great, but we mix them together, people die. So. Yeah, milk and meat separate. You know, that's what I'm figuring. It makes sense that like early holy books are they are a combination of like how to survive manuals yeah. meets like spiritual poetry. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're reading them like that, they just make more sense and are more valuable. Yeah. Because it, it shows you a, like like they were saying, like it's just a context for survival of these desert dwelling tribes basically from the beginning. And they were just like, Well, you know, we need to know not to have sex with animals and stuff and yeah. so they wrote it down and then like <laughs> then they just they started adding on like uh, what i think is spiritual poetry or spiritual mythology and just like ways of coming to terms with being alive and some people take that stuff too literally and i think that's where the problem usually sure. ends up yeah the bible's got some weird stuff when they oh, yeah. the manna from heaven i'm always like what does that represent that they're wandering around in the desert for 40 years but every morning god provides them bread from the sky but you can't save it you weren't allowed to save it because the next day it would rot so mm. you had to have faith that god was going to provide you because they were in the desert which want like every morning they had to go out and, and i'm like what somebody could was midnight raiding 
Well, something was <laughs> something was going on. Somebody was midnight raiding and coming up with some food. I, I mean, really. <laughs> it was. I know for forty years. Where'd God this gave come from? Don't ask. Morning? God what gave it that? to us. Well, right. But so, like, but when we look at these myths that have been written down, and it's like, what was the purpose of that? Is it truly to like completely give yourself over to this external being that my I trust in God. There he is. Every morning he's going to provide me food. Mm. What does that gain us for self-preservation? Well, I mean, I think this gets back into kind of what I was saying of, of taking things too literally. Like, even if you're questioning it you know, on a literal level, I think I think you often you're mi- kind of missing the point. Um, and it, it I, I try to think of it back to what I was saying about uh, metaphor yeah. is like, this is probably a metaphor, like of of something that they went through and decided to write down or whatever. Um, but you brought up there being weird things in the Bible. Are you familiar with like the Song of Solomon? Oh, love it! Yeah, it's, I used to masturbate to the Song of Solomon when I was a kid. So strange that nobody talks about it. That there's just an erotic poem in the middle of the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Your your breasts are yeah. like two deer on the meadow. Yeah, it's all like I I knelt beneath the shade of his tree and tasted his fruit and stuff it's, yeah. it's just a it, bunch of it's it's a straight up erotic poem that yeah. nobody talks I about used, i used to masturbate to that as a child because i didn't have anything else and i was right. i read a lot so it was song of solomon for me right. i was like the bible's here it's <laughs> read enough i was bored in in chapel i'd open it up and i'd read the song of solomon mm-hmm. yeah it's basically it's a it's a love poem from david to bathsheba uh was one of his wives that he stole from someone else or killed her husband or something and then wrote her a pretty poem about
This is Mutiny Radio, broadcasting live from the Mission District of San Francisco, California. And it is time to ride the morning train.
So are they gonna play some more instruments or what hmm. is going on? Is this What's like fizzle Oh no, this is an all night thing. Oh, oh, it's, oh, it's, it's, uh, is that a thing on the fourth? It's just like the dean. Yeah, okay. Don't party. No. Not a, don't stop the party. This is the fun before the fun. Okay. Yeah. Don't touch the thing to the thing. Don't touch it How many people touch the thing to the thing? Lots of people touch the thing to the thing. I had to try it. But, and, and then lots of people get really upset that lots of people touch the thing to the thing. And then they take the thing away from the thing. So they got to go wash the thing and bring the thing back to the thing. I know. It's a complicated process. Right. Exactly. Then it's not going to give it to you anymore. These questions keep me up at night. Yard, it says, talk about the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a cycle. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cycle. <laughs> but I think I'll figure it out when I'll, I'll take my shoes with me. Mm -hmm. I can wash them. There you go. Evolution. Wash that boner off too while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly the kind of 